It's baseball season at Three Punk Ales, home of La Flama Blanca Pale Mexican Lager. Located in the heart of the South Bay at 259 3rd Avenue, Chula Vista. We're just a minor threat. Three Punk Ales. You're listening to the Emo Brown, the saddest Mexican podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, aquí con un compita nuevo. Another podcaster from the South Bay. ¿Qué onda, qué onda? Aquí Vega de South of the Eight. El compita Vega from South of the Eight podcast. We've been flirting online for a little bit. Yeah, I've been left on scene a couple of times. ¿Neta? No, no es cierto. No, güey. Te de onda. Hay que llegar con carrilla. Sí, güey. Um, wanted to bring in Mr. Vega. He's been making waves with his podcast, South of the Eight. Just wrapped up season numero two. Taking a little break. I'm gonna come strong with season number three. Everyone always tells me, gotta check this out, you gotta check this out. And I started listening to it and I got hooked to it, bro. I mean Thanks. Thanks. Honestly, it means it means a lot. It means a lot when you hear it in general. Mm-mm. But when we hear from someone that does it as well, because you know the struggle. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, quote unquote struggle, you know, because it's fun. But when you hear from another podcaster, it's like Hey, wait, hey, no me digas podcaster. Influencer? Are you an influencer? Menos dog. Influencer. Shit. I wear sandals and sweats, bro. That's, that's how I get down. No, but it's como, imagino, like, for you, like, if someone tells you, oh, that's a good beer, mm. if it's me, this is, oh, well, thanks. Mm. But if it's another, you know, brewer, you're like, damn, that's what's up. Yeah, so, I understand on that. Yeah, thing. for sure. And then you know what? What I like about your podcast, well, one, but what you've just done, you know how to fill time. You know how to speak. You know how to get your point across. Like, you just know how to, you know, pop, pop, pop. I like smooth transitions. I like when I have somebody on here. Yeah. I don't like to always, like, having to fill the gaps. Yeah, because then you got to pull teeth. Sí, and, and, like, that doesn't mean they're not interesting. You know? No, it just means they're not comfortable. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and half the time, I feel like I'm not doing my job. You know, I'm like, damn, like, ay, ¿cómo le, ¿cómo le digo? ¿Cómo le digo? Okay. You know, it's going to crece chismoso. Like, you know, someone grows up just talking out of their ass. I'm the kid in class that was like, oh, se porta bien, but gotta stop talking. You yeah. know? I never <laughs> shut the fuck up. And that was always my problem. Yeah. No me and it gets me into trouble, but it all makes, also makes opportunities. It's, it also opens doors. Se ocupa la, la, la labia, se ocupa. Yo siempre le digo a mis amigos, no seré guapo, pero tengo verbo. And that, y es lo, hey, es lo que game? importa. El verbo mata carita. times that, win, that wins the battle. I, think so. <laughs> I agree. I completely agree. And, you know. Compita Vega, your podcast is strictly... Both of our podcasts, we're pretty segmented. We're pretty, like, demographically pigeonheld where we put ourselves, like, yeah. uh, this is for Mexicans. Porque hablamos en español, yeah. hablamos en inglés. It's like, we're like... Yeah, deja tú los, uh, el Spanglish, uh-huh. the references. Yeah. You know? Si alguien digo, oh, como Pedro Infante. Like, you know, there's so many people that aren't going to get that. For sure. And, like... People have told me like, oh, well, you should choose a language. You should do this. You Why? should do that. <laughs> and it's like, you, you should well, choose a new podcast to listen to. I'm like, to. <laughs> bro, that's not South of the Eight. Like, yeah. it's just ain't, you know, yeah, and it's yeah, just, and it's too. not Three Punk Kills. So I'm happy with the niche. Mm. I know it's small, but, that's but, all that matters. but we're strong, man. Somos pocos, pero somos locos. I enjoy the little like um, niche that we both carved out yeah. coming from like the South Bay, coming from here, South San Diego. It's like. We know who we are. We know what we're about. Yeah. And I always tell people, and they say, where are you from? I'm from Chula Vista. Oh, okay. It's like, down here, there's no black. There's no white. There's no Mexican. There's no yeah. Asian. It's like, Chula. We're, we're Chula Vista. We're all yeah. the same. I mean, we, we we all hate the same shit. We all love the same shit. <laughs> Basically, it's family over everything else. Everybody yeah. down here hustles. We want to get to that next level. <laughs> but when I find somebody else that's kind of doing the same thing that I have my eyes set on, I'm like, fuck yeah, what got this person into it? Because yeah. I know what got me into it. For and sure, I don't really sure. talk about it a lot, but I want to hear your story today, Mr. Vega. Tell me about your podcast. Yeah. Tell me about why. Yeah. Tell me about what keeps you going. Well, I mean, to start off, I feel like you're always a fan of what you want to do, right? Mm-hmm. So I've always been a fan of podcasts. Like, I started with the comedy podcast. I started with like polit- political podcast. And I, they were really interesting. And half the time I was like, man, I can, I think I could do this. Like, I feel like I can, t- I t- already talk out of my ass, mm-hmm. you know? And for about two years, it was say, lo hago, no lo hago, mm-hmm. you know? So for a long time, I kept telling myself, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. January, uh, it's my birthday. And I told myself like, you're starting a podcast this year. 
I don't care who Meta, listens. Both. Que sea uno, que sea dos, no importa. Que mi, aunque nomás mi jefe lo escuche. <ríe> yo lo voy a, yo lo voy a, lo voy a hacer. Literally a week before COVID, me llegó todo. Me llegaron los micrófonos, me llegó, pues todo lo que ordenas en Amazon, ¿no? Porque te agarras comprando a lo menos porque lo ves en YouTube. And then, ya so cuando me everything, bro. Vendí, en YouTube encontramos todo. <ríe> vendí, vendí este, un bajo, de hecho. Yeah. Vendí mi PlayStation. Vendí un montón de cosas porque if it's going to be a hobby, I don't want it to come out of my like work money. You know, yeah, I'm going to use my other hobbies to feel this hobby, you know? Because I was still on the edge of like, you know, is it, gonna, is it worth it? You know, yeah, I mean, at that point, I make, I, you make it you make it a little bit more intense because you're giving up one thing you enjoy doing yes. for something you want to start doing But yourself. Unfortunately, these were all things that I knew weren't going to allow me to do the podcast, you know, because it, it does take commitment. So so that's how, like, the idea of the podcast started. And then COVID happened. And then I was like, well, I guess I have time now, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Pero la razón por la que hice, like, I, have, I went through, uh, with this niche is that, I, I mean, I'm a border kid. You know, I grew up, I was born in Garden Grove, Santa Ana. Two days after I was born, ya estaba en Tijuana. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Y so, crecí en Tijuana, San Diego, toda mi vida. Me encanta la cultura, me encanta nuestra gente. O sea, es, y lo curada es que mucha gente, pues no es para todos, ¿no? No, ah, no somos para todos. Nah. Pero me vale. Yeah. O sea, a mí me da igual y yo, you know. So then, y sentía que era algo que, que ocupaba buscar más de, porque lo tengo con mis amigos, lo tengo con mi familia. But I knew there was a bigger community. You know, and then actually, uh, I remember when I told Guero, actually our mutual friend, Luis, I mentioned him. Luis, about the, the, the bodyguard. No, guess what? Flores, EMT. EMT. Yeah, we're both EMTs. Oh, nice. Yeah. Este, ¿Cómo se llama? Una vez que le dije a él, dijo, oh, dude, I rode with this guy. Oh, I've seen this guy at the jiu-jitsu place. Oh, no, he rode with me. Yeah, he rode. Oh, yeah, he ¿Le ganaste? <laughs> no me ha ganado. No, 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 no me ha ganado el vato. Ok, gracias. Ocupaba más para darle carrera. <laughs> y, este, y dije, güey, sí se puede. O sea, sí se puede hacer un pinche podcast. Said, and I started listening to yours. I started, started listening to some local ones. There isn't many. That was another thing. But we're the worst podcast that you could start listening to. <laughs> we're the, know, what not to do in a podcast. <laughs> I will say yours made me realize like, oh, it doesn't have to be structured. No. Like, no tiene que tener pedo. Like you were having so much fun, you know? We were drunk. So we're, like, <laughs> Half the time that we did our podcast, we were, we were drunk. We're like, and hey, that's, that's kind of what I was like, oh shit, si se puede. I'm like, chingón. Like that's what I want to do with my friends. Mm. So then, pues se dio y, y lo hice and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. Y una vez que te das cuenta que si lo quieres hacer, pues, like, you just, like, I don't know, like, I guess you can't stop thinking about it. Champion, it's como cualquier otra cosa. It's like anything else you want to do, man. As soon as you get that itch and, and you want to do yeah. it, you're going to crave doing it. You're going to want to learn. Como te dije, YouTube, bro. Yeah. For better or for worse. Tiene todo. You can learn, what, you can learn do anything on YouTube. <laughs> Too much, I would yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> just recently, uh, I used to play the accordion many months yeah. ago. When I was little, little, como de 12, 13 años, tenía pinche acordeón. And my cousins. And then just recently during the COVID, I was like, you know what? I want to learn this thing again. You know, it's, it's like I've been wanting, this, I've been watching these videos. There's this guy on Instagram, so I'm a, the accordion geek. And I'm like, I just watch him. I'm like, fuck, there would be nothing more awesome than to show up to a party, a family function. And then you just pull up the accordion. Everybody's just kind of minding their own business. And then out of nowhere, you're like, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's what I want. So I've been on Get YouTube, you watching videos, yeah. learning. I suck. Porque este es de botón, dog. And then, then I used to have yeah. like a more like a teclado. Like teclado like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Porque si cambia, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this accordion is going to be the death of me because it's hard to learn. Yeah. But I thought podcasting was going to be hard. Now yeah. it's like I used to have to drink or like smoke and pa pa pa. And for people that listen to the podcast, like, Yeah, like I don't do any of that, bro. Yeah. I feel like I get scared when I smoke or, or do anything because I get all anxious. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I, I oh. fucked up one time in 2010. <laughs> oh, shit, they're going to get me. Yeah. Oh, you know, like, like yeah. stuff like that. And then, yeah, I <laughs> no, I totally, I totally understand because these are like irrational fears that I have. I mean, I me escucha. You know what I mean? But it's because he says, hey, But no sé cuánto llega a hacerlo, but once it's in the internet, it's there forever, man. Yeah. So, like, I don't know, in 30 years I run for office. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You be running you know? from an office, mama. Pero, <laughs> exactly. Pero, pero al mismo tiempo, para eso, that's why it's exciting. Yeah. Because you're like, fuck yeah, like, yeah. this is my thoughts. Y lo cura, I was talking to my friends about this. Like, another reason I, I definitely wanted to do it is because in a couple of years I want to look back. Y como fotos que te quedas, wey, estaba bien flaquito. I'll be like, why estaba bien menso. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I was bro. thinking way different. Like, I was younger. I was, esto es lo que estaba pasando en mi vida en ese momento. Que cura. 
nada, cómo crecí. Es just, está, está bonito verlo, tu transición. Like, obviously, people grow, you know, people change. It's, it's okay to change your mind on things. And it's cool when you get to see that. For Me toca sure. cada rato cuando estás en Facebook and you see the post, you see the post. Yeah. Y te quedas, güey. That's cringy. I used to wear puka shells, bro. I used to wear puka shells, man. Güey, yo era emo. ¿Neta? The emo, emo, emo. Punko emo, pero emo. Bienvenido emo brown, dog. <laughs> no, I was walking videos, or videos, uh, the pictures from Facebook. It was a uh, wifey and my anniversary. Ya, mm. ya tenemos 15 años de matrimonio, doggy. And we were watching nice. our pictures from like vacations. Because before kids, we used to do this thing called vacation and travel and shit. Yeah. And then kids came along and fuck, bro. Pero I was watching some of my photos. I used to have like fucking polo shirts, like yellow, green polo shirts, yeah, yeah. pop collar, and a puka shell necklace. Because they I was like, damn. I was still yeah. fat. I wasn't like skinny, but I was like, what the hell, dog? Yeah. Like I had pop collar. That risa. Y lo, y lo bonito es poderte reír. Yeah. Mucha gente like, oh, I don't want to see that stuff. I'm like, dude, I, I love care, to bro. see it. Yeah. It's cringy. It's awesome. I used to, I used to think I was a shit. When you used to have skinny jeans, mm -hmm. you know, and a, and a nasty band shirt, you know, y no me bañaba o lo huh? que sea, así apestaba okay, mota. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> te lo que I, I always like, oh, I'm the shit. Like, I'm the baddest dude ever. Uh -huh. but, you know, you just look at it like, hey, no matches. <laughs> and then somebody pushes you off your spot. You're like, oh, man, I ain't shit. <laughs> I ain't shit. I ain't, I ain't shit. shit. Yeah, I ain't shit. So you were telling me earlier about that, uh, Your parents listen to the podcast? Well, they like, they have listened to it. Okay. I'm pretty sure they have it because like, I mean, I've, it's only about 20 episodes now. Okay. But like the first couple ones, like they would reference things and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cute. Like they, they try to listen. Mm -hmm. But after a while, my stuff it, it maybe got a little more, um, not serious, I would say, but like, especially with the second season, with everything going on in the world, it got a little more political. Mm -hmm. My parents and I don't see eye to eye on a lot of stuff. Like, if I were talking about protests or th things like that. They're old school Mexicans? Yeah, old school Mexicans. It's what people don't seem to understand. Like, old school Mexicans. Somos bien conservative, doggy. Super conservative. Yeah. El PRI es republicano. Sí, <laughs> like, I, I try to explain that to people. Like, no, no. Like, we're all. No, dude, they would be Republicans This if it wasn't for immigration. That we associate. Things. They know Mexicans like us. Mm. You know, they know Mexicans first, first gen, generation, second generation, second generation. Ya tenemos tiempo. Eh, güey, no que no tenías cien, chato. Pay promotion, está bien rica la che. Pay promotion, yeah. <laughs> People don't understand that yeah. behind these first generation paisitas like you and me, you know, mm -hmm. like, because we were, we're border kids. You yeah, know, we were border kids. Chula Vista, San Diego, Tijuana, otro mundo. And, you know, it's like, we know what we know on this side of the border. But where we come from, where our, our parents come from, it's fucking conservative. Like, my parents yeah. are, are, are very liberal in some aspects, but in other things, we don't see eye I to eye. Say, at yeah, all. When I will say, when I do say that they, I believe most Mexicans would be Republicans, I don't mean on everything. Mm -hmm. I understand that, but they, you're right. I think the word is conservative, not Republican. Oh, yeah, yeah, not Republican. Yeah, re conservative. conservative. So, my parents tend to be a little more conservative. And I totally get it. Like, I've talked about this before in my podcast. Like, listen, I get it. Like, when you got here, I'm first gen. So, they, they're the ones that came, right? And I appreciate it all the time. But I tell them, you have to assimilate, you know? To them, they're, they're following this American dream. So, Everything they did, they did as a sacrifice to make sure that their ha family was happy and like successful. So when my dad tells me like, you know, work hard, keep your head down, don't make any noise, I get where it's coming from. You know, it helped him, it helped his family. You know, we we he they are where they are. They own a house. My dad has a good job. Like, it helped the family. You established. Know? Established. So I see why he's scared when he sees me. You know, reckless. out there, reckless, out Running there making mouth. noise, yeah. you know, you know, just being in front of a, someone took a picture of me like in front of cops, just yelling. But it's one of those things that you don't, you know, you're in a protest or whatever. So then somehow I got to my parents and they were like freaking out. So I was like, mijo. oh, yeah, mijo, es que no sabes. Que tener cuidado, no sabes no lo que sabes la suerte suceder. que tienes eh. si estuvieras en México. O sea, yeah, yeah, but you know better. It's like, I ain't. I know you're supposed to work hard and you know you're supposed to not ask for handouts and things like that. Pero nosotros buscamos lo justo. Hay problemas más grandes y siento que a veces se pierden en la idea, like the ideology of like the US. You know, they're like, oh my God, the US is perfect. So lo que te den ya con eso tienes. You yeah. know? Be grateful. Yeah, so a lot, of, a lot of us first gens are kind of like, nah, kind of. I want more. I want more because... The one thing you learn when you yeah. become an American citizen or first generation or second generation, ambition, bro. Yeah. You're not, you're not happy with one. No. You want three. Yeah. Fuck two. Yeah. Give me five. Give me five. You know, it's like, quiero más. That guy has ten, I want twenty. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and it becomes one of those things, you know, like, love thy neighbor, Nail. What's the neighbor got? And how can I get more? And why you does know? he got it? Yeah. Why I can want I get it? And, yeah. and, and uh, it's weird. The, the, the loose theme of the last few episodes when I have people come over is that 
we we're hard workers. I mean, we oh, very, we don't yeah. like to be outshined. No. I feel like there's an internal like a competitive flame that burns, and it's like oh, it's the way. Nah, Nel, I'm gonna get yeah, it. Yo soy I, I'm gonna get it. Yeah. This is me. I want more. I want this. I have a family now. I can't. I can't stop. I gotta yeah. keep it going. Yeah, it's something about that competitive nature. Uh, nature because I feel like when people say like they grew up playing sports and they grew up doing all these things when they're grown up. You can tell when someone has that like itch in their shoulder mm. or that chip in their shoulder, and I'm like, oh, you're one of mine. Mm. You're the one that like is never bored. You know, you're always chasing the next thing. Like I, I used to think that you know having too many hobbies was like you know jack of all trades, master, master of none, none or whatever. Yeah. But then I realized it's just like I'm always looking for something else to challenge me, and I feel like that's one of the things that podcast did because it just it's like do oh you, now do you, you feel do like that's something that's with you heavy now as opposed to before. The master, uh, master of master. none. Yeah. When I was growing up, I used to get that all the time because I was in. I used to play in the orchestra mm -hmm. for seven years. Okay. Right. So my professor was a doctor in music. Uh -huh. He's old school, old guy. Uh, amazing part of my life, by the way. But he used to always tell me like, you should like keep playing music after high school. Like, go to college, keep playing music. You know, apply to these colleges, play music. And then I used to, I used to also wrestle. But I also used to surf. So then, like, all the people that would see me do one thing, they wanted me to do that. And when I told them, like, well, I got to go do this other thing. Don't put like, me in a box. Yeah, they used <laughs> to tell me, like, no, like, jack of all trades, master and none. It was always, like, the thing that told you. And my parents were always super cool. They were, like, whatever makes you happy, which is pretty great. But it was always, like, my mentors and my instructors that were, focus like, focus, focus, yeah. focus. And I, I would try, pero te aburres. Y luego te quedas, pero es que también me gusta... Acá, y me gusta el desmadre y, y me gusta esto so me caía gordo que me pusieran en una caja and that just kind of just went through that my whole life you know? like right now I'm 41 bro it's like mm -hmm. I, it, for me to try and venture out and try new things está cabrón you know I feel like yeah, I'm a very I, limited yeah. time I feel like my, my as soon as I get up and, and get out of bed my day's already been planned you know, it's <laughs> like I gotta be here I gotta be there I gotta be there and I gotta be back yeah and like I got, there's no like deviation but I will say that. this I feel like that's more than just age that's the that's the schedule of someone that just kind of well, has a lot to do, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people don't. A I lot of people structure. could. A lot of people could be forty-five and not yeah. have that kind of planned-out day, you know. I need that structure. Right now. <laughs> oh, you like it? Yeah, because like cool. I'm a, I'm a creature of habit. If I don't have That's that good. structure, I don't want a routine. Oh, okay, no, yeah. una rutina, but I, but I need that structure because yeah. if if I, if my structure becomes loose or whatever, okay, I got to do this on Tuesday. Suddenly it's Friday, and I'm so like, then spontaneity is something that kind of throws that's, you off a little bit. Yeah, see, as soon as soon as something, something yeah, bro. Like yeah. if 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 I have something that just pops up that's not on my calendar or on my phone, I'm like, shit, I can't do this. I can't. Do and wifey is like, why do you always say yes? You, you say yes to everything. You got to learn to say no because uh, yeah. all of a sudden you're stressed. You're playing catch up, da da da. But now it's like I'm I'm focusing more on like. I can't have like I can't be doing all these things. Yeah, it's like I gotta focus oh, I, I on what that. my goals are now. You know what you know? it is? I think it's uh it, with the whole yes thing. That's me. I yes, I'm a yes man, and I don't mean that in like the negative way. I mean that in like I want to do everything. See, wait, tell me, he say, hey, yo, let's go paraglide. Vamos. Yes, yeah. hey, yo, let's go sit and take some tea with some crumpets. Arre, let's, let's go. Just do it. Never <laughs> done it. Let's go. Never done it. Yeah. I want to experience it. So me encanta decir que sí. Y me pesa decir que no, porque mm. a veces like, you have to sometimes, you know, like hard saying no though. Pero parte de eso es like prioritization. Like I, I definitely like maybe it is because I'm young. I'm 24. So <laughs> like, <laughs> squinkle, squinkle, papá. Fuck, I didn't even ID you before you came down here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No es que la, es la barba. Mm -hmm. I look older. I've always looked older. Um, pero sí, like I definitely has to do a lot to do with age. Like I love when someone tells picks me up and like, yo, we're gonna do this. You know, love that. But I can see how having things planned out works because then nunca le falta, nunca le fallas a los que realmente importan. Yeah, porque yo amo a mis amigos y yo sé que no se agüitan si les digo que no, pero hay veces que sí te quedas, güey, me pasé de lanza. Like I should have gone home, helped my sister with that one thing. I could, I totally could have done it, you know? Y es cuando te das cuenta y entre más crezco, más me doy cuenta, like, yeah, man, like there's priorities, like families first, like tu but carrera, you, tus cosas, tu bro. Like right now, yeah. you, you, you have to, you have to learn to spread those wings out, you know? Yeah. And sometimes your wing, when you spread them out, you're going to knock things over, yeah. you know? And, and sometimes that's those great. things, you that's know? a good one. I, you know, dude, sometimes when you knock those things way. over, you realize, oh shit. That was important, you know, or that's family or that's that yeah. means something yeah. that has value to me. Yeah. And you just learn, you know, how mm -hmm. how how to unfurl those wings of yours. But it's not more way. You got to figure this mm -hmm. out right now. You should be in the jack of all trades stage. You yeah. know, right I now, like like, for, for me is what I'm saying. Like, I, I can't be I have to be I have to be on a structure because if not, 
Right now, too many people depend on me to not fuck yeah. up. Too well, many it's also, depend on me with, it's like, also you know? exhausting. Sí, right? Terminas y te quedas way, or te despiertas y te quedas absolutely so much. Mm. Y, y igual, te gusta, pero pues te cansas. And the, like, the worst yeah. part, bro. <laughs> the worst part that I've encountered is when I don't have shit to do. Yeah. No tengo nada, güey. I look, I sit down, I'm like, fuck. All right, let me do this. Hey, Vega, what's up, bro? I have, I have on Tuesday. I ain't got shit going on at four, four thirty. You, you down to do this podcast? Yeah. All right, perfect. Boom, boom. That's and what then, I'm saying. Hasta cuando no tienes, tienes, yeah, tienes yeah. algo y estás buscando. Y, Tengo ansia, güey. Like, yeah, I, I gotta do something. You feel just, unproductive. Yeah. Is that ambition? It's like that first gen. It's a gift, honestly. In any way you want to see it, that first gen is a gift because you know you are uh, in a better place, quote unquote. You know, whatever way you want to define it. But also, there's this like ambition to like. Prove that you deserve to be here, that you can be here, and that you know you're better than the ones that have been here. There's, a, anyway, an article, I, there's an article waiting for me in my fucking email, and <laughs> I haven't gone to me. Lo, me lo mandaron dos. I think two or three my peeps have sent it to me. Hmm. It's about the uh, fuck, and I don't even, and I'm gonna misquote and everything. The, I'm gonna use my terms, mm. the faker syndrome or whatever. Oh, imposter syndrome. Impo Gracias, yeah. Uh, that, I know because I need I've to fucking read it. it. Yeah, and because every time I'm like, yeah. why do you why do you feel that you have to keep doing this or why do you feel that you have to fill your time with this or why do you feel like why do you stress yourself out? Why do you like? It's because I sometimes I feel like I don't belong. No sometimes, yeah, I'm like, no like I have to be very grateful, bro. Yeah. Mira, big. I have mm -hmm. to take a step back, and this is something I've just recently like discovered for myself. It's like I'm always bitching about ah, esto, estoy estresado, esto no anda funcionando. Mm -hmm. I gotta do this. I gotta flip the script. Mm -hmm. La la la. And then I take a step back and I was like, fuck, bro, you got to chill. Like, you got to be <laughs> grateful. Like, you really want, am. you have a family, mm -hmm. you know, family, parents, cousins, wifey, kiddos. Like, my family, my inner circle family, they got my back. Dude. Yeah. That's with, with whatever dumbass idea I come up with <laughs> that I think, you know, hey, I think I'm going to open a brewery. You know? <laughs> hey, you know what? I think I'm going to open a But isn't it dangerous? Because then you want someone to be like, no, don't do that. Everyone does. See. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I always tell us. Like, I... My mom is my biggest like pushback. If I could tell my <laughs> she parents, keeps humble. I'll see all the way. My <laughs> wife, if you want to speak about making her humble, my wife he makes me feel fucking humble quickly. Pero el pelo is like I, I always feel like if I can sell my parents yeah. on on an idea, I know it's gonna be good. There's yeah. there, there's no more oh, difficult. Person so they're like to your sell. they're like your test group. See, wait. like you know that they if, they're if gonna I be can't, honest. If I can't sell them, yeah. I ain't gonna sell them. Oh, right. dude, I'm a millennial, man. My yeah. parents told me I could go to the moon. Yeah. A mi papá me dicen todo y, y, y está bien y, y está mal porque yo entiendo que mucha gente pues aprovecha y luego termina pues teniendo una mano porque no les va bien en algo y la cagan or they just complain. But I think for me, it helps because it, again, it helped me spread my wings. Because yep. anything I wanted to do, my parents were like really well, okay. Handle it. Yeah. Do it. If you can do it, do it. My mom would always say, like, if as long as you keep going to school or as long as you are doing good in school, do whatever you want. Porque, like, in like in high school, I used to have, like, my last year, I had, like, four classes, I think, because I was done with most of my stuff. And I would tell my mom, like, hey, like, my second period is, like, a random period, and there's really good waves out. Is there any way I could go? She's like, did you already turn in the report? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Like, you're going to get a call. And she's like, it's okay. Just go. Do your go. thing. <laughs> do your thing. Have fun. Be safe. And go. Come where you're <laughs> July. No wonder, bro. <laughs> yeah. Shit, they didn't check, man. If like, it's good enough on. for fucking AC Slater, I guess it's good enough for Vega. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seriously. No, pero sí, la neta. I don't know, man. It was just, it, it's it's great, you know? But uh, I, I understand, like, people have it different, you know? Because I've met some of my friends' parents that I'm just like, wow, like, we have very different homes home situations and it's funny because we all relate in certain senses with like whether it's music or family or you know being mexican-american but i go to their homes and i'm like oh we're different like yeah. i wouldn't have survived here <laughs> you know there's but. nothing more true than when you're growing up and you have friends that are the different culture than you man when i grew oh, up yeah, you know yeah. it's like i was fortunate enough to grow up with a bunch of different cultures bro i played soccer great, yeah. growing up so i siempre tenía Every culture under the fucking sun, I, I <laughs> you know, they were the homies. Isn't it great though? Like, it was just awesome. to have that, at that point, yeah. I feel now I should have been taking more advantage of it more. You know, yeah, looking back, you look back, you're like, wow, that Pero was great. Yeah. Uno, he's my, one of my best friends, and he's Filipino, white and Filipino. And then my neighbors, other really good friends, are hardcore Filipino. Okay, so I had <laughs> both sides of the spectrum of Filipino. Yeah, you know, both houses smelled like motherfucking Ponce every time I went in there. Though they both smelled <laughs> like they always had good Ponce cooking, and Luca for days, anyway, baby. Yes, the the, the white uh, Filipino guy, they were a little more lax. Like they mm. go do what you want to do in my bella, rah, 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 you know. And then the hardcore Filipino, everything was like no. You know, and it was traditional. The dad was a mailman and the mother was a nurse. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, it's like, that's the one stereotype that I've learned that is pretty fucking true to form, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's like, the dad is a mailman and the mother was was a registered nurse. And these guys were very self-motivated. Like, they, 
they, everything was on their own. They got home. They had yeah. food cooking. And I was like, all right, cool. I like this. You know, yeah. I had my abuelita. I, I, I'm, I don't know about you. Probably the same as me. We come from where both households, both the uh, head of the households work. Yeah. You know, so you you come home, you, you do your own thing. You're, you're responsible for doing your homework. So I connected with the hardcore Filipinos right, more because right. it was more like See, it was more like me. Yeah, yeah. And then when I would go to my friend's house, I, I would my Filipino white friend, everything was just more lax. Homeboy was playing video games all the time. He's like, "Hey, you wanna you wanna ride a skateboard at Seven Eleven and get like a Slurpee?" And I was like, "Bro, no, I can't. I'm only allowed to like go up and down the block. You One know? place or no? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I said I, I can't go further than the block. He's like, "Oh, what? That fucking sucks. Oh, right, right, yeah. I don't know why we're friends." And I was like, "Yeah, but yeah. learning all these cultures and it was like." It was awesome because now, yeah. like, that's one thing when you when you decide to have children, if that's the path you mm-hmm. want to take, like, I feel like, oh, now we got to pass this. This is weird, man. Being, being, being a well, daddy is weird. It expands it expands your point of view. I think, like, when you meet so many different cultures, because well, for one thing, you, there's things you relate to. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, we're the same. So yeah. you realize how small the world is, but you also realize how big it is because you're like, wow, we well, yeah, well, I've never done that or I've yeah. never tried that. One of my favorite, no, I don't know if you can tell, but one of my favorite things is food. Oh. So <laughs> and beer, champ. <laughs> beer, obviously. So one of the things is like when I try something I've never tried before. Like if someone shows me something, I'll never forget that. Like si me enseñas algo de música o de comida. You're in my heart forever because I'm like every time I have that or every time I listen to that. Right. Give me I'll an example of the the most memorable thing with food that another culture taught you. Well, uh, let's see. I had a I had a what's it called a coworker mm-hmm. that was um, that was black or is mm-hmm. it doesn't go away. No, well, unless you're Sammy Sosa. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And and they gave me crocodile for the first time. They're from the Bayou. They're nice. from Louisiana. So they're like, "Yo, you should try croc- uh, crocodile." And I was like, "What?" And I went to their house and I'm like, "What the hell, crocodile?" They're like, "Yeah, yeah, try crocodile, like Creole food, which is like uh, you know." Uh, what's it called? Crawfish and, you know, swamp food. And I tried it and I was like, wow, this is fucking mind blowing. Yeah. Like it's like spicy chicken. Like it's a whole, like, I don't know how to say, like when people say, you know, oh, I don't like all music except for country. You know, you're really just putting it away before even giving it a try. So that's kind of what I used to do with the South. Like, oh, there's just, they're all racist down there. Like, why would I try their stuff? And then he, you know, he made me try all that stuff. And I was like, wow, this is fucking amazing. So now I can't wait to go to New Orleans. And that actually opened my mind into like jazz. Okay. Because he would tell me like, oh, this is like from New Orleans. This is from the Bayou. And like, check out Louis Armstrong, you know, check out uh, Count Basie, you know. And I was like, holy fuck, this is amazing. And I love that guy, you know. But it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm never going to forget it every time I have that. I'm going to think about them, you know? The first white household that I went to visit when I was a a little guy, probably in middle school. And it was like before band practice and I was like, and we were like, the the mom was like, hey, do you guys want some sandwiches? And I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'm down for a sandwich. She takes the bread out of the freezer, bro. Oh, I've seen that. So I've seen that. She found the freezer, and I was like, I've seen that, and I don't understand it. I was like, yo, why are your mom taking the bread out the freezer? Because <laughs> it goes bad, yeah, apparently. And yeah. he's like, oh, well, that's how you fucking, you know, la, la. It's like, damn, I, I guess we don't have bread that lasts long enough in our house to, like, put it in the fridge or in the freezer. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I've also seen people that, like, uh, like, well, like, you know, Costco, you buy all the big stuff. Mm. But, like... People use that and then they'll, they'll have like a second freezer mm. in their like garage. I'm like, bro, when my family buys stuff from Costco, it's because all of us are eating at the same time. Yeah. It's just gone. Like, <laughs> we don't hesitate on eating. You know, the food is gone. So, it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. We just start storing food until COVID hit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we realize how unprepared you are. I was are. like, oh, shit. Yeah. Fuck toilet paper, man. We're going to need more of meat. <laughs> yeah. We're going to need chicken. Some We're going to need rice. Yeah. yeah, but the, the, the freezer and the bread. I, I don't get it, yeah. but now that I'm married, my wifey brought bread to the fridge, and I've adapted to it, but even then, I'm like... The fridge? That's... Uh, I mean, does it taste any different, you think? It's fucking wet sometimes, fool. Yeah, it that seems awkward. And I was like... I, I like I'm, this. yeah, I was gonna say I eat it just about anything, but sometimes if texture is thrown off, especially if I already know what it's supposed to taste like, I'm kind of like, nah, like this is weird, but I don't know. I mean, it's like the whole thing, like the whole, um, like condiments, like mm. ketchup, mustard, people, some people put it in the fridge, some people don't. You know, and like I'm a fridge condiment guy because I think it keeps it fresh. Okay. Because it says condiment <laughs> on the fridge, you know. And then when I see someone, I'm like, hey man, do you got ranch? And they pull it out of their drawer. Like, hey, I'm bro, like, that's warm ranch, I'm man. Like, that's warm ranch. I'm like, can, I can I check it? Like, I kind of do a chance. I kind of do a quick check, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, I guess it should be fine. <laughs> you know, it's just different. You know, but yeah, I mean, people, yeah. But now, ultimately, look at you're older. I'm older. It's all full circle. Yeah, you know, and then you start traveling. You know, you you start leaving your little comfort zone. You start like actually instead of 
commingling with cultures, other cultures that are from your own community. You start leaving your little hood and you go to visit cultures in yeah. their natural state. Yeah, that's, the that's crazy, bro. Yeah, that's crazy. Th- those are eye-opening experiences. Like the one I remember the most is we went to Greece. We were in Greece, walking the streets. Compita como si estuviéramos en la colonia libertad, bro. <laughs> like straight up. That's Instead crazy. of like having like uh, um, alobada just hanging out. It was like lamb. Euro meat. Yeah, lambs. Like mm. legit on skewers. Yeah. Pa, 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 pa. De hecho, el, el adobada, mm? it comes from, yeah, from Greek yeah. Uh, Greek and Turkish customs. De hecho, por eso se llama el pastor, porque he was supposed to be lamb. And then we just, you know, Mexicans, we, we know, take we it, we do it, we make it better. Throw some chamoy, throw some tajina. Yeah, no le ponemos hasta piña. But so, I love, that's why I love uh, learning about those sort of things, because again, the world is, is so small. Yeah, I mean, it's huge, but it's like, fuck, man, it's awesome. Like when it's, when you see so many things that are so common, you know, it's when I'm like, man, this is pretty great. All right. Because we, we grew up thinking, you know, wow, we're Mexican, we're Mexican-American. We're, we're different. Chicanos, yeah. We're this, we're that. But then you keep digging my... Guadalajara is an Arabic term meaning Valley of the Rocks, bro. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's, it's a, I believe it's like a Middle Eastern yeah. town. There's a Guadalajara like out yeah. there, bro. And then the, some dude was telling me, he's like, bro, Guadalajara is like, that's, yeah. I used to live yeah, next you, to Guadalajara, but yeah. over in the Middle East. And then I was like, what? Yeah. Well, even with our, within our own culture, like, I feel like when people say like, oh, it's so funny that Filipinos have Mexican last names. Mm. I'm like, no, bro. We just got. Conquered, conquered by, by the, the same, same people, people bro. <laughs> <laughs> took over all of and us, it's bro. like Mexicans look so much like Filipinos I'm like well it's indigenous with white like yeah. that's all it is <laughs> so that's, that's why it's like it's funny but it's also kind of like come on guys like these are pretty obvious shit you know but then again it's, it's also, I'm, I'm glad when I tell people that because I'm like oh really like I didn't know I'm like yeah like it's cool that you know we all learn something here and there on your podcast yeah you seem to take that the, the hardcore stance, you know, Chicano, Mexican American leaders in the community. Mm. I do the same thing. Mm. What? I mean, obviously, I know the answer to this, but I want to hear it from you. What, what draws you to that? What is it that you want to highlight? Well, why are you so drawn to that? Well, you know, you said it a little earlier. Like sometimes we look at ourselves and we think like, "Oh, I'm I'm just." It's always the "I'm just X," right? I'm just Mexican American. I'm just first generation. I'm just. In the hood, I'm just in Chula, I'm just in National City, I'm just in South Bay, you know? And sometimes we put barriers to ourselves. And and I've talked about this again in the podcast before where there's the imposter syndrome. And that goes from as far as like owning your own brewery to starting college, you know? Because you look around and you're like, man, I'm not supposed to be here. Like, you don't, it's hard to believe sometimes what we're able to do. So when I started the podcast and I really caught down and thought like, what am I going to talk about? Cause I have to be passionate about what I'm talking. Otherwise it's going to feel like a chore. And I was like, I want to let people know that we can. El si se puede, es verdad. siempre. Yeah. La lucha sigue y si se puede. And like, I was like, how, how can I put this point across? You know? So that's why I have, I love having businesses that are uh, like Mexican American or just minority in general, because I've had friends come up to me like, dude, that's their story. Like, that's awesome. Like, that means we could do it. Like, Oh my, I never thought, like, I thought, you know, it's always that, like, I love to get people's You, you unintentionally know, spark a fire in somebody. I love you know. turning people's gears sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I love having the conversations. It's also super selfish. I love having good conversations, you know? So that's another reason I like doing the podcast. But when that incites something on my friends, I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad you finally see it, you know? So that's, I feel like, I, I don't want to say the purpose of the podcast, but a very good symptom of it. And it just drives me to do more because when people reach out and then tell me like, wow, that was, that was great. I liked it because of this. I'm like, wow, like someone's actually paying attention. Like, you know, I'm not the best, but if we can like connect on something, then I think I did. You're the best to someone, okay, Vega? Yeah. You're the best to someone. I'm sure. <laughs> Who's been your favorite guest? Some A guest oh. that you've had on? That um, you've you've had an opportunity to learn from them, maybe like you learn know, them, yeah. like a situation like this where we don't know each other. Yeah, and pers- pretty much this is our first conversation ever, yeah, bro. It is, you know, like I just yeah. got to know you. We're shooting the shit, like whatever, like normal mm-hmm. times. I enjoy these kinds of conversations because you're not yeah. the first person that I've brought in here that I've never met, <laughs> and then we've just kind of like reached out. Hey, man, I heard your podcast. I want to be on it. Okay, whoop, let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's hang out. Let's do it. Um, somebody that you learned the most from that you had never met on your show. Yeah, well, that's actually. 
Uh, I think I would say is it was the episode I did with Doc of Dreamers. So the way I got that episode even made is uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Jessica Bernal. I call her my executive producer just to make her feel nice. <laughs> but uh, no, she's great. She honestly has helped me a lot with research and like little things like that. Because she, I didn't go to college. Well, I, I, went, I went to community college, but she went to state and is connected with a lot of like local leaders and like, you know, people that are trying to make a difference. And I was like, man, like I got to get into that circle. <laughs> like help me out. And she's like, oh, well. I told her I wanted to interview DACA Dreamers. It was when Trump was uh, talking about taking it away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that seems like such a perfect topic. And she's like, I actually know a couple like that I could introduce you to. And it was all, again, same with like with us. It was all through Instagram, you know? And I was honestly super nervous because I was looking at some of the stuff these guys were doing on their pages and they were very much involved. I was just starting with my quote unquote involvement with trying to make a difference. And I was like, wow, these guys are like next level. You know, these guys are going to school for you. These guys are participating, starting protests, doing all these crazy things. So then when I interview them, I learned from them because again, it made me realize how much it is possible, you know? It was these people that I was admiring from afar and I was able to have them on and think like, fuck yeah. Like, si se puede. Like, I can be, I want to be like them. And they've told me that they like the podcast. So it's kind of just, it was just kind of perfect, you know? And I liked it. I mean, I liked it because of the content, but I liked it because the way it made me feel. It made me realize like, there, we all have that person inside of us, you know? We just have to be convinced almost. Like, again, that imposter syndrome. Alguien te tiene que decir, y tiene que ser la persona correcta. Like, oh, you're doing the right thing. Para que digas, ay, wey. Like, fuck yeah, you know? So I think that's one, definitely one of my favorite ones. What's your ultimate goal with your podcast? Like, what, what, when you when yeah. you do your show, it's like, okay, I want to learn something, obviously. You know, mm-hmm. you, you strike me as a kind of dude that wants, that wants to, like, get an opportunity to learn. You take advantage of that opportunity. But now that you have your podcast, you're two seasons in, you, you, you have your framework built in on what you want to do with it. Mm-hmm. What is the ultimate goal with it? Uh, well, again, I, it all started as wanting to shoot the shit, you know what I mean? But then when I saw that I could have honest, good conversations, it, it totally changed. Because, I mean, I honestly, like, the, when I was starting the podcast, I was like, oh, it's a perfect reason to have my friends over uh-huh. and just shoot the shit. And then, honestly, most of the beginning episodes is just that. Me inviting people I really like and I knew could have a good conversations with and just doing that, having a conversation. But then when I, I can't remember where it started that I was like, oh, man, like, this could be, like, not just fun, but, like, informative, you know? That's when I think uh, it took a turn. That said, the only real purpose I have is that if anyone gets anything out of it, then I, I did it. Mission accomplished. Yeah, if one person gets anything out of it, cool. Or learn, or even start the conversation, right? Because if someone reached out to me and they're like, yo, you're wrong and this is why, I appreciate that more because it's like now we, we can have we a conversation. You thoroughly listen yeah, to me. Because then either I'll learn something or they'll learn something, right? I'm not, I'm not here to like quote unquote debate. I mean, I could, I'm down, I'm always down. But the thing is that like, I'm not trying to incite anything on anyone. Like I'm not trying to talk smack on anyone. It's just that if someone reaches out and they're like, listen, this is why I disagree. Or, hey, thanks for saying that. I totally agree. Then cool. You know, again, just to continue that conversation. I feel like it's important. I'm, fortunately, and I don't mean this for all my generation, but just sometimes younger people may be a little apathetic, you know, and, and it sucks because I know that they do care. I know that it apathetic. is an issue. Lack of emotion, you don't care. Yeah, you don't care. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, sometimes I see it and not just in my circle, but just in my generation, my, my class or whatever. And I know that they do care because if you brought it up to them and told them, what do you think about this? They they care. But it's just sometimes they think that they're too small to make a difference. You know, they still have that old school mindset where it's like, well, what can I do? You know, and it's just if I can change one person's mind and think like, yeah, you can do it. And you go out and vote or go out and organize or go out and start your podcast. Like when people tell me, how did you do it? Like I've been, fuck yeah, you have my entire attention. Tell me what it's about. I'll send you the links. I'll show you how I learned and I'll show you some good podcasts para caprendas. Cause I love that. You know, I love inciting that little fire on someone. You started your podcast at the beginning of the fucking pandemic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for better or for worse, actually for better, there's no better time to start a podcast than right now. A project, I think. You know, cualquier proyecto. You want to learn this? You want to learn that? Mm-hmm. You want Go ahead. This Go is the perfect it. time. It's time for you to- It's like, a good excuse, I feel yeah, like. You, is what you get to morph, metamorphose into something better, hopefully. You yeah, know? make, make a shitty sick. situation better, I yeah. think is what it comes down to. Because again, I, I know people that like have had a pretty good year. Because they like their career has improved. They moved out of their parents' house. You know, they met the person they're in love with, like whatever it is. So I tell them, like, it doesn't mean I understand COVID is 
it's shitty and like there's a lot going on right now in the world. But that doesn't mean that you don't deserve a good year. You know, don't feel guilty for having a good year. So don't feel guilty for wanting to start something, you know? This pandemic has given you plenty of topics, bro. It fueled, you know, <laughs> God, fueled so many. many. You know, it's like yeah. whether social injustices, whether it's where, where we're protesting for better, you know, it, it, and then just, fuck. It almost seems like it was overwhelming, it you is, know? It is, yeah, it is super overwhelming. A lot of people started a podcast during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. A ver cuántos salen del otro lado. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's like, yeah. It's pushing, yeah. It is. I mean, I mean, it, it, it gives you the opportunity, but I feel like most people, we, we lose interest in things. Yeah, when, that's that's another thing. Uh, when I was starting the podcast, I remember like the first episode was like, I felt like I had to do something about the pandemic. I, I interviewed a friend of mine that's studying public health. And like, I was like, hey, we have, I feel like we have to do it just out of responsibility, just because we have to address it. But like, that's, this is not what I want my podcast to be, mm -hmm. because- I'm hoping that this ends someday, you know, someday. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know when it's going to be, but I'm hoping that it ends and I don't want to be stuck on that niche. You know, I don't want to be stuck on that. Oh, well, you have to talk about that, you know? So I wanted to make it pretty general, but again, but things get boring if you stay on the same topic yeah, over yeah, and over and over. It's got to get old. Yeah. That's why I kind of like, I, for me personally, I like to bring different people, you know? Yeah. Like, it's the best. It's the best. But yeah. And, and then part of that, that's what people were telling me like, well, then why'd you call it South of the Eight? Uh -huh. I'm like, dude, cause that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. And, but within that, there's so much to talk and about. And the conversations are endless. South of the Eight, man. It's people don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Whether and I want culture, whether it's food, whether it's yeah. music, or everything, everything. South yeah. of the Eight, you can go it's forever. It's its own world. Yeah. It really is, man. You told me earlier that you're an EMT. Being an EMT during the pandemic must be fucking a headache. Yeah, well, that's actually kind of a story. So I've I've been an EMT for six years, worked as an EMT for five and a half. I actually, uh, due to uncertain, uh, due to crazy reasons, I stopped being an EMT. It was just, you know, uh, the company I was working for, I was having a little bit of issues, money issues in general. You know, I'd been there for so long and pay Vega. <laughs> stuff happened and I just felt like it was shit. And I left, you know, and again, it's that ambition. It's like, I know what I'm worth and I'm not going to like settle. It. Yeah. So I left that company and I worked a little bit in, in a different company as a dispatcher and coordinator, you know, which was what I was doing uh, from for the other company. So I wasn't actually in an ambulance when the whole thing broke, but uh, I stopped working there too because it wasn't enough. And now I'm working construction. <laughs> but let me tell you, I'm doing way better. Like I'm, I'm getting paid way better than you do in EMS, unfortunately. It's, it's construction, bro. It's, it's fucking construction. construction. And my, my dad had been talking to me about it for years because he's been doing it for 12 years. Okay. And he's like, you're, you don't belong in an office, bro. Like, you no, la neta, no, estás engordando, te ves bien depe, like, you're not happy. Es un emo, bro. Sí, sí, de por sí, antes era por opción, ahora por... <laughs> Obligation. <laughs> Obligation. Y me que la neta, tiene razón. I'm like, you're right, like, you're definitely right, I'm not okay. I just, I feel like after I quit that job that I had for so long, I thought that was my identity, you know, being an EMT, working in an ambulance. And I loved it, it's just that, es como cualquier trabajo, te puedes usar lo que haces, pero no para quien trabajas, you know what I mean? So... So then my dad's like, you know, give construction a try. Like, you'll get good money, ahorras, y ya después es, es, decides si haces otra cosa. Pero dijo, pues cálalo. And I've been doing it for two months now. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Damn, you're a newbie. Eh? You're I'm bro? newbie, newbie. No, but I mean, I grew up going to Jaws with him, you know, and things like that. And even like the last couple of years, I'd actually, we do a lot of like handyman bro, stuff. it's an honorable profession. It's There's amazing. Money, it is. You know? You're never bored. No. I sweat like. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like a hog. So I'm gonna lose weight. As I'm hoping. It's just like, entre más, entre más lo hago, más me doy cuenta. Like, yeah, you're right, man. Like that blue collar, that trade job, like that. Dude, I can't believe like they didn't tell me how great this was. You know, so it's crazy. And again, my life, yo siempre me la paso brincando de una cosa a otra. So I'm okay with the change. You know what I mean? So questions I, yeah. that I ask people when they come in here, brother. Mm -hmm. What have you learned during the pandemic, for better or for worse? Patience. Yeah. Patience from. Trying to figure out the hell is going on, you know, because a lot, a, a lot of times, you know, you're getting all these crazy information, you know, and you're getting information from your friends, from Facebook, from the news, like patience to try to understand because, you know, everybody gets their news different from different portions, you know, so I, I had to calm down and not lash out at people for getting their info from YouTube and Facebook, <laughs> you know, so patience, but also patience because what else are we going to do? I mean, you're going to you're stuck, you know. So it's, it's, you're forced to wait. Yeah, you're, you're forced, forced to, to slow down. You're so forced to take I, time. Again, my life has always been kind of crazy. So this helped me calm down. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, like right before pandemic, I um, I was going out a little too much. 
And I remember like a couple weeks before, right before I started the podcast, and I was like, oh, if I'm going to start it, yo, I got to calm down. It's getting expensive. Like, it's fun. Like, especially with like Chula, Logan, and all that stuff. Like, there's so much to do now. Yeah. You know? So then it's like, fuck, man, I got to calm down. This is, it was fun. Estás morido, güey. Tienes que salir todavía, Sí, güey. Pero luego te traumas porque luego se te va todo tu dinero. So I was like, we're going to do this. We're going to do this responsibly, you know? Take a break. Take a couple weeks off. Y en eso que, boom, COVID hits. Take six months off. Y te quedas, güey, why did I stop, right? Entonces, también eso me ayudó. Como quien dice, porque me calmé. Porque sí lo ocupaba, la verdad. But it's, it's, it's good to know your limits. You know what I mean? Because you're going to learn them. The, the older you get, man, more experience, you, you, your prefiero, limits. Prefiero decir, oh, ya no tomo porque no quiero, a yo no tomo porque no puedo. ¿Me entiendes? Porque no quería llegar al punto. Y no, I don't know how close I was to it, honestly. I, I, if anything, a lo mejor le estoy diciendo el pedo. A lo mejor ni siquiera estaba tomando tanto. Pero yo me sentía diferente. Sentía que ya mis prioridades ya eran nomás. ¿A dónde vamos a ir esta noche? ¿Qué vamos, qué vamos a pistear? Ey, traes una batalla. Ey, blah, blah, blah. ¿Me entiendes? What are you listening to? What do you watch? What is entertainment during the pandemic? What has kept there's you so occupied? Much, there's so much to watch. There's nothing to do but watch. Um, but uh, listening, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Again, um, comedy podcasts. Uh, so things like Bill Burr, Pete Holmes, uh, things like that. Um, but also like a political podcasts, like Pod Save America is pretty good, I think. A lot of music. Love listening to music. Love changing music genres. A little bit obsessed, I think, with music. But that's okay. No you know, like, I think I, I make a new playlist every like every two days. Damn, you create playlists, bro. <laughs> I create playlists for myself. And that's I, tedious. That takes a lot of time and effort. Because I'm so into it that it's like uh, another hobby for me. Where I'm just sitting there. And like sometimes, at the end of the week, la borro. Oh, it's no. got like 150 songs. And like I listen to it for that week. And I'm like, okay, that was enough. And like, boom. And boom, la borro. And then I'm on a new one. I listen to one song. And I'm like, damn, I guess I like whatever and then i just follow the rabbit hole of like the artist and whatever they they listen to who do they listen to what who, influence them yeah, who do what they does Spotify influence say is the same like all those things you know again youtube is so great for that because i'll look them up i'll go down on the comments and someone will say hey you like kuko check out this check out that and you're like holy yeah hell yeah so i love those little like community things um uh what is it watching uh, a lot of YouTube. <laughs> a lot of YouTube. You should buy uh, stock in YouTube, bro. Yeah, I love YouTube. I'm, I'm, for better or for worse, I am a bit of an internet person, and that is a specific person apparently, because I none of my friends really are. And we we're having this conversation the other day, and I'm like, I am, I am one of those people that do spend a little bit too much or know too much about the internet, and I'm okay with that. Like, I still watch Netflix and stuff like that, but if I'm if I have an hour to kill, I'm not gonna watch a movie like an hour and a half. I'm gonna watch some YouTube. You know, try to learn something, try to laugh at something, watch a funny video, whatever. What do you miss from BC before COVID? <laughs> BC, that's a good one. Um, concerts, man. Los conciertos. Yeah. Hey. Uh, the beach. Like how it used I guess to be. I can go to the beach, bro. Yeah, but like how it used to be where you like can have bonfire. I mean, again, you can still have them, but it's just like, I don't know. I, you definitely no apreces algo hasta que se te va, you know? So te quedas, hey, que extraño, you know? Dude, I miss going to baseball games. I miss taking yeah. Oh, Dios mío. Yo creo que lo que el único que me ha pasado porque el año pasado I bought tickets, season mm, tickets. Season tickets. So I was super happy. Y este año me van a salir un poquito más barato because I had them last year y me regresaron mi dinero. Damn. And I was like, that's when I was like, yo, this is this real. This is real, bro. They're giving me my TJ's money back. Me, yeah, if TJ's giving me my money back is because they're not opening, you know? <laughs> and that's when I was like, fuck, man. Like, I, that's it, you know? I, I think that's when it hit me that and I, I was going to go to like three concerts this year and then when those gave me my money back or told me like, oh, 2021, Postpone, yeah. that's when I was like, oh, this is, yeah, this is real. This is crazy. Vega, it was beautiful to get to know you today. It was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm glad that it worked out the way it did, considering that we don't know each other. At all, bro. I don't know you. <laughs> don't Shit. Know you. you called me and, or you texted me and it showed up as David. And I was like, who the fuck is David? Yeah. I, and then I was like, oh, is it Pinche Vega? All right, cool, 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 cool. I mean, I like it like this. This is like, like speed dating. <laughs> yeah, it's the best, yeah. But no, but but thank you for coming on. I always like to bring in people that are here from the from the community and that I see that they're doing good things, things that I can learn from. Um, your podcast has taught me a lot, man. I just follow it a lot of, uh, you know, you focus a lot of the social justice things that I lack pers yeah. uh, perspective on. You know, it's like I, I'd like to delve in more. Obviously, I 
I don't go out and and protest, yeah. you know, which I, is okay. Like, yeah, that's we why all I feel protest. Like yeah, I tell people sometimes they'll be a little intimidated because I'm like, well, I'm not where you're at. I'm like, that's fine as long as you know that there is a problem, mm -hmm. you know, or that. Hey, like, have you heard about this? You mm. know, you can start there. Yeah. Having a conversation at home, you know? Cuando, if someone says something and you're like, hey, actually, like, maybe not say that. Yeah. You know? it's, it's the little things, really. And I think that's... that's We've had a lot of those moments. We've had a lot of those oh, moments. all the time. Shit. I'm also Shit. very confrontational. Like, maybe we shouldn't do that, you know? <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe shouldn't. you shouldn't say that, you know? Yeah. I mean, because we're Mexican, you know? Oh, it's so hard. Because half of me... It's like, ah, it's carrilla, it's carrilla. And half of me is like, uh, Damn. That's, that's the gray right there. Yeah, it's yeah. like, that, that might be yeah. a little too much. But lo que es, y por eso digo, like, I'm not saying that everybody has to be a social justice warrior mm. and be out there every day. But But I'm happy you are. But, yeah. But I'm happy you are because it gives me an opportunity to learn and be like, all right, Vega's handling it. <laughs> I don't have to worry about it. I got a 24-year-old soldier in the street right now. He's he's handling these things I'm for trying, us. I'm trying, man. There's, there's a lot of us out there, and I feel like I'm glad to see it. I mean, tell me, give me a nice little close about your, your podcast, the, sure. the, the, so, the elevator speech. So again, I'm, I'm Vega, um, David Vega, but everybody usually calls me Vega. Um, I have a podcast called South of the A. It's about the best part of San Diego, in my opinion. Why South of the A? Because people always, that's what, what they called us growing up. You know, oh, you're from South of the A. It wasn't until I grew up that I realized it was supposed to be bad. But I was like, no, dude, that's the best. So again, we do talk a little, a lot about, you know, social justice stuff, uh, but it's not all that it's about. It's also about local businesses, local characters, local things. You know, I feel like the world's a big place, but we should worry about our backyard first before we try and, do other things. Soul. Soul. <laughs> I'll be waiting for season three. Yeah. And you say south of the eight, bro. I'm I'm even more, more closed in. South of the 54. <laughs> for me, it's we always talk about like yeah. shit. I don't know. It's Tuesday. I'm not gonna go north of the 54. There's yeah. 54 me over there. Yeah. Where it's like north of the 54 and east of the 125. Five. No existe, way. Yeah. No existe yeah. para me. It's like all right. Yeah, cool. East County is a whole different world too. Pues hasta en Chula, like. I, I didn't I never went like uh, east of the eight hundred five. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like east I mean, of the eight hundred five Chula is different from west of the eight hundred five. Let me tell sometimes. you, I live there decades out now. Yeah. East Chula, Bonita yeah. and and uh, East yeah. Lake, and it's all the same, bro. Yeah, just, it's, yeah. Well, it's a thing, Starbucks, like. it's a Target, it's a supermarket, <laughs> it's a, ho a Home Depot. Yeah, you yeah. know, and it's the same shit over it's a mall and over, bro. And a bunch of houses. Yeah, another mall and a bunch yeah. of houses. Yeah, it's like track homes, and it's like. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It's so different. So. Yeah, I mean, our, again, our niche is small, but I appreciate that someone appreciates that. That's okay. That's enough. That's more than enough for us, you know. Sale, Vega. Take it easy, brother. Thank you for coming in. And yeah. I look forward to watching you develop. <laughs> Thanks, man. For sure. That is a wrap. Thank you for listening to another episode of Emo Brown, the saddest Mexican podcast. Make sure to give us a follow on Instagram at Emo Brown. Pay our website a visit, emobrown.com. That's where you can find access to all of our episodes, information on how to join the Patreon, Emo Brown, the social club, as well as pick up all of our merch, hats, shirt, patches, masks, todo el pelo. As always, our episodes are brought to you by the wonderful people at the Miso Healthy Company, award-winning, true, full-spectrum CBD, grown in California and sold worldwide. Lolita's Mexican Food. Patience is the essence of fine Mexican food. Located all throughout the San Diego County, specifically near dear home, Chula Vista, Balboa Avenue Dispensary for all your medicinal or recreational cannabis needs. Follow them, the Balboa Avenue Dispensary. Thank you very much. If you ever want to reach us, leave us a message, ask a question, share a thought, or just say hello, give us a call. 619-728-9300. Thank you very much. Talk to you soon. Ahí viene este miro, si me traes bronca, me loco de a ti.